There we go. It's recording. It's recording. But is it really recording? It's really recording at this point. <laughs> I like how you have both what they originally were called and what they're called in the actual anime. I, I like, mean, yeah. Go ahead. The, like the English version. Yeah. So the first one is the original Japanese and then the localized uh, USA. Yeah. But I only put them. I know we all watched it. I'm assuming we all watched it in English. Yeah. John switched over pretty early, right? Pretty early. Like, basically, the first episode, didn't like it, so I switched yeah. over to... English. English. Did you ever try Espanol? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I've watched a couple episodes in Spanish. Yeah, they're fun. That's fun. Yeah. Purple smoke? <laughs> it's just really fun. El purple smoke? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exactly like that. Uh, might as, yeah, might as well. You were the voice actor, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Secretly. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about... We're talking about Golden Wind because that's the episode that we chose to do today. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any other reason. Uh, Albert just finished watch finishing it. Literally. Literally, like five minutes before we started recording. Thirty-nine episodes. <laughs> How many of those did you watch yesterday? Yesterday, I watched like four episodes. Oh, oh dang! I thought <laughs> I thought you would have had more. No, I was I was thinking eleven. Uh, yeah, me too. I was thinking on the like tens at least. It was mostly. Friday, I was catching up. Okay. Friday night. How many did you watch on Friday, roughly? Like seven or eight. Oh, it's still it's not that's bad. That's still not bad. That, yeah. I was yeah. expecting yeah. <laughs> half a season. No. But that's after you got off of work. So like, yeah. What time did you get home? Like maybe eight thirty ish. So then you ate, and then like watch some stuff. Yeah. Around nine o'clock, you started. Yeah. So you went past midnight. Maybe? No, I don't think so. No. Maybe 11.30? Yeah. Know. Well, I also watched on like one and a half times speed. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense too. I mean, to get through one and a half. That's really fast. Yeah. This, you could do that it's with some, this one. It's some slow episodes. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had any. I, I was going to say something else. But some episodes I felt like I could skip. We'll have to go over which ones yeah. those are. Everything that I forgot, basically. <laughs> Which was... <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Let's go ahead and get into our, our uh, legendary sip. Jesse bought us shakes from... One Stop, One Nutrition. Stop Nutrition. Yeah. Albert, what did you get? I got a soy milk wild berry smoothie. Yeah, you low carb? With low carb. Yeah. Base, whatever they yep. do there. It's about 50 grams of protein, 29 grams of carbs. Yep. Yep. Forgot how many calories it is. What did you get, Jesse? <laughs> uh, I got a raspberry blueberry. All the berries. But raspberry blueberry. Um, not a blue raspberry? Not a blue raspberry. Oh. Those are those are very rare. They couldn't get them today. <laughs> um, I got a meal replacement. So mine has more carbs than Elbridge does. But I think both of ours include vitamins and minerals. Yep. I think all of them do. Uh, yours does as well. You, you got a strawberry banana... Nutritional shake. Yeah, dude, thanks. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you knew all the facts of it. <laughs> and it had almond milk in it. Yeah, and no protein. And no protein. But poor choice. <laughs> Did you uh, try yours already? No. Nope. <laughs> I like how Jesse just announced. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go ahead. Oh, my base 
You got, what do you say, soy, soy milk? Yep. I got ice cream. <laughs> nice. For breakfast? Yes. I would imagine you like a low-fat yogurt kind of guy. I had to throw curveballs at myself. You can't just be blinded and go with your habits. You got to just go for <laughs> oh, it. Oh, here we go. We, go we for inspirational. It. Go full fat, full sugar ice cream. Just go for it. This inspirational quote brought to you by Jesse Leon. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, w- I would definitely drink it again. Yep. I was worried it was going to be powdery or something. I was worried it was going to be... Uh, it tastes very natural. Like, it's not overpowering in flavor with yeah, anything. Like, I don't know what protein they use, but they have good protein. I'd yeah. give it a four out of five. Yeah, I'd do five. This is my probably five my yep. things. Yeah. No off taste. It's uh, it's not super expensive. They're about $7 each. John's was five because of lack of protein. But mm-hmm. uh, every day would be kind of, you know... Expensive. Yeah, if this is a while. little sweet for me though. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't drink this every day. Four point eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and let's just go ahead and get straight. Oh, before before we talk about details. Yeah. After after leaving part four and going to part five, what what were your thoughts? Any thoughts before? Or were you just more? I was worried that I would feel this would be too long, and I think I was right. Like, 39 is a lot, and I think for one story, one part, it's it's a lot. Yeah. And I think it carried over like that. Okay. All right. It, did, it, did it feel like that for you for part four? Um, I think yes, too. Okay. But not yeah, as much. Not, not as much. much. Okay. For the pacing, yeah. This is your second, third, third time? Uh, so second time, oh. I was going through it a third time, but uh, I was focusing on other stuff, so I didn't get to finish it a third time. This is a one and a half times watching it this go around. What were what were your initial thoughts when you watched it the, the first, first time? time? Yeah, it was my second favorite JoJo part at the time behind Stardust Crusaders. Okay. Yeah. For me, I I was I was excited. You know, we just. We had a change of pace with uh, part four, and I was looking for them to like expand on more things. Uh, very early on, they like talk about how Giorno is somewhat related to Dio, somewhat related to uh, the Joe Star. So I was hoping they expand a little bit more on that. And so then we got part five. We'll talk about more later. <laughs> um, Release date, uh, October 2018. Uh, that was when the first episode aired. Wait. Japan. In Japan, right? In Japanese. And then it went all the way until... Is that June? June, yeah. Yeah, June, June. 2019. Yep. Jesse didn't put the month. He put the number of the month. The only reason why I remember 10 is because it's like Your birthday. my birthday month. Easy. May <laughs> is 5. Yeah, May is 5. <laughs> That's how I remember it. And then the English aired in October of 2019 and finished in April of 2020, but it stopped airing at episode 23. I don't so, I don't know why, but so I was just halfway there, just like we're done with this. And I, you know what? I don't blame them. 
at the, around that episode, I was done with it too, you know? <laughs> Just spoiler over some of my thoughts. Uh, has 39 episodes. 1 through 21 are the boss's orders, which very easily, you know, they just follow the boss's orders. Yep. And then 22 through 39 is betraying the boss. Something happens halfway through and, you know, they're like, you know, fuck this. We're done. I mean, they were done. Episode two. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, It's rated TV MA. There is there is blood. There is violence. This one is a lot more brutal than oh yeah, the last few parts. Yeah, it's sure. less censored on Netflix. Yeah. Some parts. Um, streaming on Netflix, as I would said, also Crunchyroll and Hulu. Uh, do you guys have a sell that sip? Do you have a sell that sip? Yes. Nah, I do. Okay, go Jesse, for it. Go ahead. My sell that sip is the devil is in the details. So watching it the first time around, I didn't catch everything and even this time i didn't catch it but i was trying to go through a third time to catch things that i caught on to the second time but kind of uh elaborate on them so it's uh i think thematically this is probably the strongest jojo part out of all five parts that we've watched so far yeah okay mine is for me at least most of the bad None of it. I'm good. <laughs> it, it just seems like they took a lot of like the bad things that I didn't like about previous parts, yeah. and they didn't really take any of the good. It seemed for me. Yeah, yeah. Like this this season, this part felt really long and drawn out. Even and though it's still 39 episodes. Even though it's yeah, it's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just we'll talk about it later, but I have I have a lot of problems with. The stands of this one. I probably oh. agree with you, John. Yeah, I'm. I'm very curious. Uh, yeah, but let's go ahead and rate this out of ten little bombers. Ten little bombers. <laughs> Wait, what would you guys rate this? I'm. I'm probably like in the six-ish range. Okay. I think it's yeah. my least favorite so far. Okay. I'm right there with you. Like I probably say it's five to six as well. Yeah. Um. I it's hard for me to tell if I like this more or less than the part very first one. part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It doesn't feel like the slog fest. That's part three, obviously, because it has less oh, yeah. episodes. Yeah. But man, it, like there are just times where I'm just like shut off, upset about like things, and maybe it's because we came in too hot for this one, like. It, you were expecting something, something better, like part yeah. four or something, yeah. Yeah, and it just—it was just another one of those. Let's go to part from part A to part B, and then yeah, we're gonna have fights all along the way, and then we're gonna go from part B to part C. We're gonna have fights all along the way, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is this is a, this is part three, but with a different, more feminine. Guest. Yeah. So I, I was I was I was none too pleased with this part for right. sure. Yeah, I can't remember what it gave Stardust Crusaders. Do you remember? I don't. I don't have that down. I don't either. Um, I'd say Stardust Crusaders for me is like an eight point five, and that's my highest rated JoJo part. I'd probably give this like an eight. Still my second favorite, and thematically, I just think it it has better 
stronger messages than every other part. I really enjoy it. I would watch this. I would watch this. Rewatchability wise, for me, it's the top one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Rewatchability for me is probably your least favorite. I yeah. Because I, at least part one is what nine episodes. Yeah, part this I mean thirty nine. Yeah, part part one is <laughs> nine episodes. That's too easy. <laughs> that's too easy. Um, I would probably watch this before Stardust Crusaders as well. But yeah, I just I like I like Battle Tendencies and uh, Diamond is Unbreakable a lot better. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page with you. It's it's so weird because. I, I, me and Jesse were talking about um, how how these are ranked. Um, I was looking at some like lists and the, like, with the exception of the the parts that haven't been uh, animated yet, animated yet um, which is what part seven and eight. Yes. Because we're gonna watch part six next. Yep. Yeah. So part seven and eight, like, this is highly rated, and I just for for me, I just don't understand why. Do they talk about, is it the characters or is it the enemies that mostly impress people? I don't know. I think there's two boats of JoJo fans. And I I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think it's the people that really like Part 4 and the people who dislike Part 4 for certain reasons. So if you like Part 4, you're not going to like Part 5. Most likely, or I mean, if you don't have to, dislike, I, I definitely, but, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I can see that. Yeah. So it, it just really depends. I think I'm on the boat of just liking like part five, yeah. but um, and part three because they're very similar to each other, but everyone's a little bit different. All right. You have any trivia for us before we get into um the JoJo Jam? Not not in particular, but I was watching a YouTube video earlier, and there is no J in Italian. There's only G. Oh. And you, uh, you. So he's Giorgio. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, but you get the J sound by putting an I or an E behind the G. So like Giorno. Giorno. And then if you want a hard G, it's an A. O-U, and if you want to harden the G with an I, it's an H, so it'd be, no. So, like, Guido Yeah. is yeah. the hard G? It should be. There's probably exceptions to the rule, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I was just looking up stuff. It's also a different, like, language and pronunciation in general, so, yeah. like, hard G to us is probably a little d- different sounding than... I don't know. I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I was looking for an Italian version of this. Oh, they don't I know one. that'd be cool. The closest is is Spanish, yeah. in my opinion. So and that, that's why Jesse said he watched the Spanish was because yeah. part part of it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't finish it. All right, uh, JoJo Jam. Go ahead, Jesse. Take us away. All right, this JoJo Jam is for part six, Stone Ocean. I'm gonna give you the synopsis. I will have a Spotify playlist below in the description. And you guys can play along. All right? After an accident while on a drive with her sweetheart, Jolene Cujo falls into a trap and is sentenced to 15 years at the state-run maximum 
Security Correctional Facility, Green Dolphin State Prison. That's street a, prison? S- street prison? I say state or street? Yep. You said I just copy and pasted it. Yep. Uh, so I guess a street prison, a.k.a. the aquarium. On the verge of despair, she receives a pendant from her father that causes a mysterious power to awaken inside of her. Things are There are things in this world that are more dangerous than death, and what happens in this prison is definitely one of them. A message from a mysterious boy who appears before Jolene. Inexplicable events. Oh, that was a hard word. Events that occur one after another. The horrifying truth told to her by her father when he comes to visit. And the name Dio. Dio. <laughs> I don't know if people understood that. <laughs> when Jolene ultimately... Will Jolene ultimately be set free from the stone ocean they call a prison? The final battle to end the... Sh- the century-long fateful confrontations between the Joestar family and Dio begins. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, for song choices, we have Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by The Arrhythmics. We have You Were Meant for Me by Jewel. Wake Up by... I don't know why this is giving me uh, trouble. Uh, Analis? Analis? Alanis? Alanis? I don't know. Al- Alanis? 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, the last name is what? Morissette? Morissette? Yeah. Uh, we got Distant Dreamer by Duffy, the Vampire Slayer. No, I'm kidding. Buffy. I know. And uh, Lover's Rock by Sade, who is a beautiful woman. Uh, Albert, you got a you got a pick. I I want it to be "You Were Meant for Me" by Jewel. Is that is that what you're going with? Yes, I'm going with "This and Dreamer" by uh, Duffy. Oh, that's what I feel is the thing. If I want it to be "You Were Meant for Me," why why do you want it to be "You Were Meant for Me"? I don't know. I just me? I feel like I don't know. I just feel like it's like the main character is going to be grasping for something and. That will be the theme of it. For freedom or something like that. Okay. All right. All right. Why do you think Distant Dreamer? Just from watching the video, it just seemed like... Like something reminiscent yeah. of a beach. And then hearing the description of them being her being in a prison. Right. Could be sweet dreams, I too. mean, I know. That's why they're all good. <laughs> like, I mean, Albert, Albert really said, like, within the first two options, he was just like, these are already two good picks. So. Yeah. I mean, all of these are. This was the hardest one to pick. I originally had like 11 songs on this list. Um, but, Albert, you were wrong. John is right. Hey! <laughs> uh. can, I, um, can I ask how do you choose the songs? Um, I Just a feeling. And um, I'll also just take recommendations by JoJo Cast. When I listen to the Blu-rays uh, of different people that they really like to listen to and themes that go along with it. Nice. And um, this one was... I had less song choices to choose from because I all wanted them to be female artists as opposed to male artists. And um, it was actually harder to choose. I actually had like... I had this playlist started about a month and a half ago. So I've been kind of picking and choosing songs from everything mm-hmm. um 
Uh, one of the other choices was a Janet Jackson song, I think, called Red String. So, Jolene's power revolves a uh, string. <laughs> nice. So, uh, you get you don't get that from the description, but if you did a little bit of research into her powers or seen, I don't know, memes or something, you would you would get some of that stuff. So, I think out of all the, the JoJo content out there that I see, I don't think I've ever really seen one on... Stone Ocean. Yeah, except yeah. for... I, I do know there's a returning character. Because I that that was like one thing that I Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we've a talked about it before, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. You I think I think you're doing a really good job of picking tricky songs. Yeah. Yeah. They're all pretty good. Yeah. I I guess I'll, I'll just go into the characters real quick. I'm just gonna go over the main the main gang and the then main gang, yeah. Maybe some of the heavy hitters. Yeah. Um you have Giorno Giovanna, uh, Bruno Bucciarati, Leone Abaccio, Guido Mista, Narancia. I'm just going to say Narancia because that's yeah. all they ever say. I don't even remember them ever saying his. They say it once. Well, uh, one time. Uh, Trish Una and Panacota Fugo. And then the big bad is Topio. <laughs> at first <laughs> and it's Diavolo in English they pronounce it Diavolo or they pronounce it I forgot they pronounce it kind of different Diavolo oh, yeah, yeah. They, they may be Diavolo 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah let's go ahead I heard Diavolo yeah they say Diavolo which is which is very weird. similar to Diablo which is probably yeah, yeah like, the reason yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the devil. Yeah, Diablo. <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't we go ahead and and talk about it, just yeah. in general? Yeah. Why? Why? Okay. So I just want to hear why you like this so much. I know you kind of. What? What? So what are the themes that you see in this and that you appreciate? Um. So all of JoJo, every season, is a a comment on fate. And how people deal with fate. And this one in particular is um, trying to overcome faith through your fate. Faith through fate. Or through your resolve. and Determination. Determination. Your determination or whatever. Yeah. Your, and, and the group is, uh, uh, it means passion, right? Yeah. That's, that's what it means in English. Passione. Yeah, passione. So si. it, it's just uh, things here and there that show not only the main groups, Jono and Bucciarati's groups, but the determination or the lack of determination of the bad guys as well. And their their ability to accept their fate or try to escape their fate. And their stands sort of reflect that. Like Divolo's stand is not accepting fate. Change trying to change it when fate is somewhat set in stone like with the rolling stones or prophecy stones whatever english japanese um but there's just uh, it's like every single episode or arc that they have many arc in here is dealing with that and it has a purpose and has a focus and it may be more superficial in some parts and maybe it's more subtle yeah but i appreciate that in this one as opposed to for part four 
for me, it felt like until Yoshikage Kira, it was just kind of, it was slice of life. And if you like that, that's cool. But for me, it felt like I, like I was that. just kind of walking around in the desert looking for something. I mean, maybe that's why I liked that part because yeah. it was more slice of life. And I think I did like what you're explaining here that yeah. it's very thematic and how characters separate, even if they're the good guys. They yeah. can have stands that are yeah. trying to change fate versus yeah. trying to keep with it. And some of these, and they're not even good, like quote unquote good guys. They're part of a gang. They're right. part of this. And, and they even, all have their own goals. Yeah. Like even Jono's character, he's a mixture of Jonathan and Dio. Like he's part good, part evil. Right. Um, and just like Jono in Italian means sun, like the star sun. Mm-hmm. Or Joe Star, I guess. So, um, he's a son for he's a son of Dio, so he's a son of God, which means he's he's Jesus. So some symbolism there, and then he's also the son that illuminates the team to bring them together and to bring them make them stronger. Inspiration. Yeah. So it's a lot of just different little things that reading about and watching it two and a half times. I, I just come to appreciate it the first time i just liked it because oh look at butchry is licking him that's funny ha 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 he's weird but now it's just like it these battles for me they mean they have more stakes in them almost every battle except with a couple of them the if if the the one side's gonna die one side's gonna one side's gonna live but as opposed to like part four it's like Oh, the guy with the lock thing. Oh, your mama's heavy now. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm exaggerating it, of course, but like this one, I feel like almost every battle, there's consequences, yeah. and it affects each character differently as opposed to a slice of lifestyle. So if if it just depends on which one you like, it's not right or wrong. It's just whatever. Right. I I think I think that's the best part of this part. But it falls flat, I think, where John and I will agree that there's pacing and character issues that just makes it uninteresting and hard to watch. And like I said earlier, that there are some episodes I felt like I could just skip and be fine fine for the story overall. And I feel like even some character growth, there's a lacking of it in some episodes that I feel like... Yeah. I feel like it's so weird to, to... have your main character sit in the back so often. Yeah. And one one thing that is kind of it's kind of ironic for for me is that you you like you don't like part f- four because uh, Josuke can heal people, but he w- w- that's what you said. But like with Giorno, it's even it's even more <laughs> more like. I'm just yeah. gonna heal you regardless. Like he's not he's not putting things back together the way they were. He's just just blatantly healing them with just random objects that he finds from the ground. There's been time. There's been you say there's consequences, but like time and time again, like these characters could could have or should have died. Yeah. And I mean they they act around knowing that they'll get healed, <laughs> so they could act yeah, more like, recklessly. Yeah, I, I I forget the 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 fight, but. Which it one, was it one? was the the Mista fight where he him and um, Jornor are fighting the ice guy. Yeah. Yep. And he's just like, just like I'm gonna sacrifice myself and shoot you, and we're both gonna take these bullets. Yeah. 
but Jorno's just gonna heal me, so it's okay for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's like how how do you ignore ignore that, but you're not okay with it in part four? Yeah. Um. So that was that was my thought process going into it, going into it the second time. I was like, I didn't I didn't like Jorno because he was more mellow in the back. His ability standability is similar to um, Joe's case, but I think just thematically, it's it just serves more of a purpose, and even like there there is consequences, and yes, he does revive people or, or bring them back to normal health, but there's a point in where. Just like Josuke is trying to revive his grandfather, he can't. Uh, Okayasu, he catches him on time, he can save him. But there was a point where he tries to revive Bucciarati, and he's sort of revived, but he's not. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's almost worse than just having Bucciarati die, because you know that he's not all there, and that he's, uh, he's essentially, the, they call it like a... A living corpse. A living, a living corpse, or even in the last part, a uh, sleeping slave. Like it's just part of fate. Like he he was set to die, and he is partially dead, but still moving. But that makes it even worse to be the the Joe's case because why? Now you have a living corpse. Like <laughs> yeah, but you know, like you know that. I mean, he's he he's you, you don't dead. Know, you but don't really know until the end. Yeah. There's only so much life force that can be injected to an object or a person, and eventually it's gonna run out. You don't know when it's gonna run out, but it's it's not only Jorno reviving, or it's not only Golden Wind reviving um, Bucciarati. It's Jorno's resolve also reviving him in the first and second episode. So it's. It's a combination of things that thematically I can't I can't speak them, but someone smarter than I can would be able to explain them. I think I, I, I think I know what you're trying to say. I feel like though as when a story gets written in a way that characters have a power to revive it's, it's and almost bring back the dead. It's very it feels less consequential it does still yeah. even if yeah. even if it's thematically accurate to have Jorno bring someone back but at a cost yeah i still feel like it's a weak way to write a story yeah and i don't know why the second time around i i just overlooked that because i can see what they're going for yeah i and even though there's a weakness that he ha- weakness I use loosely, yeah. he, that he has to have something material to heal someone with because he's yeah. adding a part back on instead of replacing it, yeah, like from out of nowhere. Yeah, there's material everywhere if you look. There's there's the floor. There's yeah. his clothes. Yeah, like there's there's, there's different things. I'm like, could water be used to material? Like why I not? don't know. Like maybe he possibly anything else. Yeah, like. like I, if he tries hard enough, there's gases in the air that he could pull from. Yeah, maybe. He I always used the buttons on his shirt. Yeah. That little pin. Yeah, he just kept them around. That was like the purpose. Yeah. He had a whole bunch in his pocket just in case. Exactly. Like. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's material everywhere if you think yeah. hard enough. So yeah. it felt like 
it, it, when there's um, the times where he says he can't use his powers, then it's just a reason to not use his powers. Yeah, yeah. There's situations like that in, yeah. in every JoJo part with every stand, but right. Um, but I feel like when they easily do it, then they they also easily not do it, and it makes me feel like it's it, a meaning. Cop out. Yeah, it's, cop it's out, also yeah. like bothersome when at some when they do it. I don't I don't really know how to say it, but like sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, it, it takes time for him to do this. Yeah. Or, and sometimes it just yeah, happens out yeah. of thin air. And yeah. it's just like like what what defines what determines that, that? Yeah, yeah, what determines that? And it's just so it's so troublesome to like like, oh, he 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 needs time to recover his what was it, his arm or whatever with the 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 brooch and oh, Trish yeah. is just holding on to it and it's just so, a hand flexing. It's just it's just like slowly growing and then like when he needs it, it's it's ready. And so it's, yeah, that that part, we can get into the details if you want of that part, but uh, it's very very last minute decision for him to inject energy, and it's very little that it takes time as opposed to having both hands. And, yeah. and it's like you working with two hands and you working with one hand, so it's taking a little bit more time. But it, it's slowly happening. It's it's for Trish to have her moment. A little bit discovering, discovering her stand, discovering her, um, her passion, not to just be this. Uh, I don't damsel know the word. Distress, yeah, basically. just a damsel in distress to accept her fate as yes, I'm the daughter of this person, but that doesn't mean I have to be part of him or he has to be part of my life. I can be my own person. So yeah, there's 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 things in there which it's just it's the For same the thing over and over. Story. It is. Yeah. 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 In which which part? What are you talking about? Where uh, of the timing of how long it takes for Jojo's hand to recover from that ladybug brooch? Yeah, that conveniently it's going to grow back slowly for Trish in order to grow for that episode. Yeah, it, it, there's conveniences in every one. Yeah, but I think I don't know. Just that there's a there's a goal and there's a purpose for this, and. It just makes it makes it a little bit easier to overlook some of the things that I normally would have been like, oh, that's convenient. But I know what they're going for, and I know the story they're trying to tell, and I like the story. Okay. Yeah. Maybe as first-time watchers, we feel this way for now. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I don't think it would change my opinions watching it again. Mm-hmm. Just in general, like. It's just not a very interesting story for me. Yeah. And it it's mo- it went it definitely went back to part 3 where it's just like we're going from point A to point B and we're just going to have fighting the whole time basically. Yeah. Where and there's there's really no once they get once they get trished, there's really no time to breathe and it's it's just kind of it's kind of boring just yeah. always having just to watch fights the whole the whole anim- the whole season. And with with this one in particular, like there's a lot of more brutal fights. Yeah. But in general, they're just uninteresting to me. I don't like. I, I had to look at the stands, literally look at pictures of the stands to remember some of them because they they just weren't very memorable. Yeah. Um. And our main character is just he's always in the background. Like if someone just didn't pay any attention to Jojo and just watched it with no knowledge of it, they'd probably think like Guido Mista or Narancha were the main characters because they're used more often than... Yeah. 
and I, I get I get it. His stand is not uh uh Jornos isn't like a very powerful powerful like, attacking, yeah, but that 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 was your choice to to give him that stand and yeah. not really use it until the very end, which I guess cool. Like he puts he puts Emperor Crimson into a time loop, and that's how he dies. But it it technically wasn't even his own doing because he he doesn't know about Golden Requiem's full full powers. So right, yeah. It, it, I don't I don't this this it was just I don't know. Like, I, okay, I think I think I agree with Jesse where the fights are interesting and cool to watch. Yeah, but then also on John's point, at the end of the fight. Or the end of the episodes, everyone's nearly back to normal in most of these episodes until you get to the end, and that's where it gets yeah. forgetful. That the fights are interesting, but then at the end of it, it concludes with let's move on to the next one. Yeah. So that's how I end up kind of like oh, that could have just skipped this episode, and I don't think I felt I would have felt anything was different the next episode. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Like permanent injuries or permanent key plot points changing doesn't happen often. Yeah. And that's where things get forgettable. Yeah. There's a couple points where there's, like, Bucciarati is one of them. Um, maybe it's not the best example, but also Fugo is is a, a talking point we should probably talk over. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking about that. Yeah. As soon as he left the season it's like why was he there in the first place then yeah so watching it the first time i thought he was gonna play a key part later on of course and the um the iraqi was planning to do that i forgot the reasoning why but he was supposed to come back as a as a antagonist yeah supposed to be part and i thought that seeing the seeing little hints there but it, nothing came to fruition. But it's just to show that he never accepted himself. He hated his stance, and he was very logical. He couldn't go. He couldn't have that leap of faith. So it shows that not everyone's meant. So essentially, he's cut out of the story. Yeah. P- p- I guess for all intents and purposes, he's dead because if, because he just he couldn't cut it out. Just like the other bad guys that didn't have the passion, the ability to sacrifice, the ability to, um, (laughs) the ability to, like, put every energy and believe in themselves to overcome something. I mean, yeah, yeah, thematically that makes sense, but if you have a character get introduced, have a backstory. Yeah. Show his stand. Show his stand. One time. Which is very impressive. But then is written out. I think that's just a poor character. Then, even though it's thematic, thematically accurate. Yeah. If he was brought back, that would have been more interesting somehow. It w- I think it would have been, but uh, this one also serves a purpose as well because Narancha's also on that side where he's unsure of, but he realizes that Trish is in a very similar situation. I mean, they all have trouble backstories. Right. But Fugo isn't isn't willing to take that leap of faith where Narancha is. I mean, well, the good thing with Narancha and what you're saying there is that he connects with Trish. Yes. And as an audience, we hear and see that. With Fugo, the other characters never think about him again. 
it's us as an audience to have to come to think about that and not yeah. the characters themselves. It's mm-hmm. us overanalyzing or analyzing it instead yeah. of the characters thinking about it. Yeah. That's more impactful, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I just, like John said, there's not a lot of breathing room. I don't think you have time to think about your friend if you're being frozen alive or being... And that, that's also, uh, that's like the writing's fault. Because right. I don't, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Is the pacing there that they mm-hmm. could have a rest episode for them to reflect on who they've lost or who they look are looking forward to fighting or meeting? Yeah. I mean, even in, even in the final episodes, like the, the the reason I'm so like I'm so upset by the final episodes with them revealing the stone thing yeah. is that that's their time to reflect and they don't they don't really do that. Like it just basically let's go back to the Coliseum. I at my armpits smell. <laughs> and then flash yeah. forward to Giorno's the mob, mob boss now. Like yeah, it's... that's a huge opportunity for them to reflect. Yeah. Or they could have had these scenes of the prophecy stones throughout the season instead of at the end. Yeah. Like I yeah. felt like this came out of nowhere where it could have been way more impactful, even if these were the same exact scenes, but like throughout. Yeah. Cut. Like cut imagine if they just had like bits of the final episode, like just as flashbacks in other episodes and like as we're as we're going along we're slowly uncovering more and more of what's going on and right it would have felt even more impactful for mistas and uh butcherati's relationship or including fugo into it because we do get a flashbacks for abakio yeah so i think it would have felt more impactful with with fugo or any of the other character relationships yeah i see that I see that. I I also I'm on the side of just not really liking the final bad guy either. Well, like and it's another problem with with like what we had with Dio where it's just like okay, well we just hear about him. Yeah, he's until too mysterious. He's too mysterious until he's there and then yeah. and, and, uh, I again it's another another time user. <laughs> yeah. And this this one could see the future as well, stopping time or yeah. changing time, and it's just like be more creative than that. There's so many yeah. good stands here. Yeah, that that is a, a problem I have. That the last three big bads are time users, and that's why I think Yoshikage Kiri could have been just a bomb user. He, that's where I feel like you could have just stopped one of them from being a time. But user. at least with his, is it's more creative than. Stopping time. Then st- stopping time in the moment and changing it. Yeah. Like, he has to go back and relive those moments. And if he messes up, then if, he gets caught. Yeah, it feels more realistic, giving away for the main characters to react to. Because in, in the end, they don't really beat Diavolo's powers. They don't learn yeah. a way to beat his powers. Yeah. Whereas part three is just like all of a sudden uh, Jotaro's stand has the world power as well. Yeah. So he can slowly move in this time loop as well. And in part four, it's realistic to the point where like he has to relive the, those moments in time and he ends up slipping up when he you know, gets a little angry yeah. and they catch him that way with this one is just like, 
here's the stand arrow. I ejected it. It made golden requiem, and then something happens, and he's in a time loop. Yay. Yeah. And I like cool. I guess. <laughs> There's more meaning behind it than that, but I mean, if you're not interested in the characters, if they seem boring, then you don't you're not looking for that. I I don't think it's because the characters are boring is how the story is written. Hmm. Yeah, I I I, they, I think the characters are interesting. They show cool backstory, per, personal story, the relationships between each other. I think it's just the story and how it's been decided to be written. Hmm. Because there's the themes there, but they just don't. Uh, for me, they don't connect with the with the story and the pacing. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like, you can't escape fate. There's there's no way around it. If that's the theme, that's the theme. But you can't just you can't just have the ending for your your bad guy be here's rec like here's a more powerful stand and like how how does that how does that how does that line up with the theme? I like he like um, Diablo had the opportunity to grab the arrow and he failed because he didn't he missed that one crucial key part where overcoming fate what what the what that key part is and that's um, the ability to sacrifice and he wasn't able to sacrifice his soul mm-hmm. which means that I mean you die but You'd also get you'd also die when you get stabbed by the stand arrow. So, if you're not willing to die for your cause, then Jorna was. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get I get that, but then like later on, it they, like Albert said, they still don't they don't they don't solve uh, the mystery to his powers, to uh, Diablo's powers to be able to stop him to be able to stop time and like yeah navigate through it. Yeah. It's just here's a more powerful stand and they don't really go into details of like how how this is supposed to solve the problem. I I think to connect it thematically, Jorno takes fate into his own hands and makes fate his own. Yeah. In this case with the arrow and giving gold requiem the power to do whatever it wanted to or could do to Diavolo. Yeah, and I feel like it at the end of everything together, it feels weaker that way. Hmm. Even though it's at Diavolo's own failing. Yeah, I, it just—I don't know. I don't know how it would have been better, but I felt like watching the last episode in the last fifteen minutes or twenty minutes with you guys. It's just—I don't know. I, it feels more. It feels a little hollow to me. Okay. Because it, it's close. Yeah. Like I, I'm not like totally against this ep- this season, but it's yeah. it feels close. Interesting. I, I wish it could have like been connected better the last three or, three or four episodes. Yeah. I'm also not a fan of how the th- the three died. Like it, it's for me, it just it makes it makes no sense. It feels I, sucky. Like there's there's no reason for Abaccio to be by himself. Like they they don't need two people to watch Trish in a turtle. Like they could have definitely Abakio is so sad. He just he just <laughs> he's alone, like you're saying. He's just alone. They just leave him alone for no reason. Yeah. The, 
and then he gets punched through the chest because he was he was alone, and that's just stupid. It's like those horror movies where the characters always do something stupid. And then with Narancia, it's just like, I knew it was coming because he just had this soliloquy about how he he was going to go back to school oh. and do all this great stuff. Oh. And then it's just like... Red flag speech. Yeah, red flag speech, like, exactly. We're all going to be back together, guys. And then it's just like, time stops, he's dead. Oh. Yeah. It feels so wasteful. Even even for Abaku, for me, how he has his death thoughts, he's thinking about his partner, which is nice. Yeah. But I feel like it would have been more meaningful for him to think about the, his the gang. His gang. I mean, like the reasons of why he has passion is there. That's what the theme is. Yeah. But I feel like it. This is. I think for me, this season is also about newfound family. Yes. That Diavolo is not Tris's dad. His partner did give him a reason to live, but his gang is his new family. Same yes. with all these characters. They had Bucarati, Bucarati be his father figure, be yeah. their father figure, their leader, or something like that. Just, I don't know, felt so sad for Abakia to die <laughs> alone there. Yeah. Trying to help some kids. <laughs> uh. Yeah. There's other there's other things I just appreciate. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned that. Besides overcoming fate, it was yeah. also um, being real with yourself and accepting truth, whatever it may be. If you don't like it or you dislike it, you still have to accept it. Right. And um, what point was I gonna make here? Uh, and also, what drugs do? They take you from the reality and they they cloud the truth. So. Not only are they trying to stop drugs from in, in the streets, but they're also trying to stop themselves from inducing themselves in states that take you away from reality. So there's just other things that I don't know. I just appreciate it, and I don't know. I think that just I appreciate the themes. What so what uh, what parts of the season remind you of that? Um, so obviously there's the part where they're gonna stop the the leader from selling drugs to kids. Yeah, the first part where, I think it's episode one or two, I think it's two, where Giorno and Bucciarato are having their fight. Mm-hmm. And Giorno cannot immediately tell, like, he's not a bad guy. He's just a guy who is following orders. Mm-hmm. But he has a good heart. And so we're on the same, we're actually on the same mission. He just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. So they're trying to stop kids from being... Um, taking advantage of and, and selling drugs. Um, they're just everything. Like Diavolo is uh, trying to escape his reality that he is a he's still human. He has a daughter. He has ties to this world. Yeah. But he's trying to he's trying to cut those ties. That's the whole point of bringing Trish over to him. And I think that's why I like the first half better than the second half because of yeah. the things you're saying here. Yeah. There, there's path of discovery of learning about themselves and each other. But then once they go through the second half, I think that's gone and they're, they have a different mission and it feels thematically different. Yeah. Than the first half. Yeah. I also just like pulling the ref. So maybe that's why not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you like the second half. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot to like try to grasp in this season 
and I definitely didn't get it the first time around. That's why I was trying to watch it again. But um, I don't know uh, if I if I had a choice to watch any part immediately. And this is me saying I've only seen Stone Ocean one time. I would watch Golden Experience. Again. I, I I feel like you personally take this to heart too, because I th- I feel like passion is one of your greatest like loves. Like you appreciate passion mm-hmm. whether it's in yourself or others yes yes i feel that's why you connect with this maybe so much <laughs> i i i've made some very good friends in college and uh, yeah in college and what i find is the ability to express themselves mm-hmm. and to not uh, even if people are critical of maybe their choices yeah i really enjoyed and I would talk to them. I would grow from them and I would not really collaborate on anything, but just, we would just think together, together. And so it was, uh, uh maybe, maybe that's, I don't know. That's my uh, sad backstory or no, <laughs> Jojo well, character. Sad. No, I'm kidding. It could but be a good backstory. A good backstory. No, it's but a sad backstory. Cause <laughs> at the time, you know, like he, he was so, he didn't know what he was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Until it's all about the that, journey anyways, not yeah, the destination. Yeah, until you met that one person. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know who that is. It's a mystery still. <laughs> but I feel that's why I like the first half if I had to choose. I like I prefer the first over the second half. Yeah. Um, but just also like the second squad of uh, Reserto Nero, like Fumaggio, and like Prosciutto. And the other traitors. The other traitors. <laughs> but they they had the, the resolve some of them were even willing willing to sacrifice, but it just shows that some of these these bad guys aren't just cut out cookie cutter characters. They have some like motivation behind them. They have like I just really enjoyed I re enjoyed the second half of the villains more than I did the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the first half the first half is just random villains. Yeah. The second half is with that organized, other, yeah. other organized, uh, yeah, like hitman squad. Yeah. Slash traitors. Yeah. Do you have a favorite fight in this season at all? My favorite fight is uh, with White Album or White Ice. Just like I don't know the situations that you get put in for JoJo and the stands that and their powers, mm-hmm. like just being frozen and them traveling like super fast they can't turn they can't speed up they can't slow down like they have to escape barely knock them off and then try to yeah try to oh let's jump to the river oh no his powers can even freeze water like exponentially fast like yeah there were a decent amount of uh temperature based stands yeah (laughs) this season or temperature based or like Things connected to the human experience. Mm-hmm. So there's um, uh, Mist, no, not Mistas. Uh, Narancha's thing is related to carbon dioxide yep. and the ex- exhalation of it. Uh, the heat of which one was that one? Uh, uh, Thankful Dead. Thankful Dead, yeah. And White Ice. Yeah, and White just, Ice. I noticed that too. I also like Talking Head as well, where Narancha's unable That's, to speak. I think that that was my with uh, Talking Head and uh, Clash. Clash, yeah. I think I think that was my favorite. Yeah. 
That's the one where like Narancha is saying the opposite of. No, he went that way. <laughs> yeah. Why am I pointing that way? I mean, it, it was fun, but also a little frustrating that he didn't learn like until the last five minutes of the episode. He figures it out what to do. To he's also an idiot. So yeah, I know, but like he's not. <laughs> I'm Narancha. <laughs> he's not that dumb. He's just. Un- That's why Jesse relates with Narancha so much. <laughs> For me, I feel like he should just be uneducated. He's not dumb. Like, he should have street smarts at this point, but he doesn't Always even... Dumb. <laughs> I know, that's the sad part. Like, I feel like, as a character, he should at least be street smart, but he doesn't push that far there. It's a little sad. He doesn't have the passion for it. Not yet. <laughs> Not until the very end. <laughs> he dies. Not until the very end where he thinks he could drop his act and... Uh... Did you have a couple favorite enemy stands, John? Um, Black Sabbath, just like the first part, the first big stand was was good too with the arrow. I thought that was really good with the shadows and and Jorno outsmarting him, Koichi seeing it, yeah. Koichi being involved. That's the part I do like though is that they kind of loop in Koichi and Josuke, but they don't leave him in there very long. Josuke, you see Josuke, John? Jotaro, Jotaro, sorry, Jotaro. <laughs> Get all the JoJo's mixed yeah. up. It's Joe this, Joe that. I know. Joe, Joe Mama. <laughs> that's the uh, next. I'm that's sad uh, they didn't even make a Joe Mama joke. The part nine is Joe Mama. <laughs> Let's see. For me, I don't know. Maybe oh, I almost forgot to say. Go ahead. Cherry Requiem. That stands. It's probably my. I love Silver Chariot, but oh, that's such a good design and. So so I okay, love that. hold on. Let me, let me, I think for me maybe like. Maybe Baby Head was pretty cool just because is like, just how it, how it worked. But mm-hmm. when it came to the Requiem's, it I it just didn't make much sense to me like. I feel like they needed to elaborate more on how that worked in general. I think another at least half episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because their powers, once they became like Requiem, were nowhere similar to what they... Like which ones? Thematically. I mean, we only get two. <laughs> Both of Technically them. Technically three, right? Do we get Yoshikage three? Kira. Does he... He gets stabbed by the arrow. Oh. Nice. So, we technically get a, another Requiem just That's in true, a, just without uh, context. Yeah. Or without a form change. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is big form changes with the other two, but... Um, I think you get to see a glimpse of what can happen if Jorno's powers evolve in episode two. When he punches someone who's alive. Yeah. And they get a... They get a I guess an accelerated use of their mind, and they're but they're not connected to reality. So oh, I'm sad they haven't they didn't use that at all past that basically. Yeah, not much. Yeah, that's the bad thing about JoJo powers is Kakuin will be using a puppet and will be manipulating a nurse, and then he'll never come back to that again. Yeah, yeah, it's a meme. Araki forgot that is a like hashtag. he forgets how what some powers that his characters have <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um. I, even I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though there's a power the whole, the whole time he could use. 
Yeah. That was the power that Dio gave him with the bug. Yeah. yeah essentially. <laughs> um. Well, I forgot where I was going. We're yeah. I I, I hope I, I I don't know anything about part uh, six. So hopefully they expand on Requiem's eventually. I cannot comment or it's fine. They speculate. There is one thing you can comment on. Mm. Is there a reason why they spelled Cujo a different way? I don't know the exact reason. Besides, Jolene just wanting to be a rebel and not connected to her father. That's Does she it. know her father? Yeah, she knows. Oh, okay. Yeah, she knows her father. I don't know. I was just asking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know her father? <laughs> Cannot comment or speculate. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, we, we've talked long enough about about this. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and and rate our our main character. Well, yeah, okay, Guido okay. Mista. Guido Mista. <laughs> how would you guys uh, rate? How would you guys rate Giorno? Uh, Do you sure. want to hear the other ones first? Yes, please. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I, there's so many all these JoJo's now. I'm like, okay. they don't even call him JoJo in this season. Here like, what go. the heck? <laughs> Albert, you have Jonathan rated as a seven. Joseph rated as eight. Jotaro for both parts rated as a seven point five, and Joe's K rated as an eight point five. Uh, I think I'll put Jorno also a seven and a half. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, you have Jonathan as a 6, Joseph as an 8, Jotaro as a 6.66 in part 1, and a 7 in part 2, Josuke as a 6, and Jorno as a... What did I give? Uh, what's my highest one? Your highest one? You are very, very rough on the jo- JoJo's. Your highest one is Joseph with an 8. The next I... highest one is a 7. Is uh, Jotaro? Part two, yeah. I give him a seven. You give him a seven? Yeah. I like I like Joseph a lot. He's my favorite Jojo. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy Jorno. Even if he plays a sub more of a supporting role. It's uh it's not about Jo it's not just about Jojo, it's also about his bizarre adventure. So they focus more on his bizarre adventure this time around. They do. Yeah. Um, John, you gave Jonathan a five. Joseph. You're a JoJo as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a Joe. I'm just a Joe. Uh, Jonathan a five, Joseph a nine, Jotaro a five, and then a six in part two, and then Josuke a nine. Um, I'm giving Jorno a five, eh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Is he tied with uh, Jonathan, you said? He's tied with Jonathan and Jotaro for part one. Okay. It's just, they, they don't really give him a lot of time. At all. Same time as all the rest. I, but, <laughs> but less time in each episode, yeah. Yeah, and then on top of that is he's just, he does he's not as interesting as some of the other ones. He's not as charismatic as Joseph. Yeah. He's not as... Uh, Would you say he's more interesting or as interesting as Jotaro or more? Jotaro has a more interesting look. Oh, Which is kind of weird oh, yeah. to say, because he's just this like big brooding man. Yeah, yeah. but just like he, you. He, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's just he's just there, like he he's there in the background. He has blonde hair. 
Not originally. Not not originally. <laughs> he didn't dye it either. It's it's I don't know. He, his uniform doesn't really stand out when the whole gang is dressed differently, like very outlandish. It's gonna it takes a lot more for you to stand out, and he just doesn't yeah. stand out. And he has a chest window, just like Bucciarati. Just like Bucciarati, yeah, like, not unique. <laughs> um, okay, uh, one thing, one thing I do want to ask: Would you guys, would would you guys change anything after watching? Would you guys rate anyone higher or lower after watching all these parts? I'd probably rate Jonathan a little bit higher, but what was he six? Yeah. Would I have Josuke at six? Yeah. Not leaving the same. There we go. Okay. Nothing yet. Nothing I, I yet. think the only thing I would do is I would not use my halves and just give people whole numbers. Then it'll look better, but that's all that's all I can say. It's okay. It happens. Use fractions like me. Alright. <laughs> Next up is our, our bad guys. Our bad guys Diavolo and, and Dopio. And Diablo. <laughs> um Albert Maybe I should separate these by putting like bad guys. Okay. And, and good guys. Bad guys. My ringtone is Dopio going. <laughs> so annoying. It's been a, it's been like that for years. <laughs> All right, Albert, you have Dio from part one as a ten. Mm-hmm. You have the Pillarman as an eight. You have Super Saiyan Dio as a seven point five. You have Yoshikage Kira as a nine. What would you say about Diavolo slash Dopio? Like we were talking about earlier, that this has the symptom of Dio being too mysterious and then revealing himself and then it's not as interesting because they don't I, I think I think it's the wrong way to build up a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So this is probably I think just to keep it as a whole number, I put I'll use seven. You write him very generous, really high. Yeah. yeah. I mean well uh, maybe six. Like okay. it just feels more of the same. Okay. And since he's the most recent, he's the worst. <laughs> like another time thing, another Yeah. Like mysterious in the first half and then shows himself in the second. At least at least he somewhat gets a fight in this one. He does. And As opposed to what Dio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, there's an interesting fight with Bucciarati. Yeah. You know. Oh my God! You Not scared he, me. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> even before then, he gets it's gonna fall some more. It's gonna fall some. <laughs> no, it's balanced. <laughs> uh, even even before then, um, I would say that he also gets the fight with uh, Risotto Nero. Nero. Yeah. Right. Such a cool design. <laughs> All right. But still, I think it's just the. The, a mysterious thing there is just I don't like it. I mean he's a I'm mob tired. boss. Like but how t- must unmysterious does he have to be? But I'm tired of that. We already got something similar for Dio. Dio's technically yeah, but, just but a but this mob one boss. makes more sense. It does. But so for, like lower Dio. <laughs> okay, I'll lower Dio. You're right. You're right. <laughs> to what? Then Dio is the six and Diavolo is the seven. Okay. Don't let Jesse bully you in your <laughs> No, right? he's being No, I'm I'm going to use logic where logic comes in. All okay, right. Fugo. <laughs> Jesse, I don't you, like Fugo. <laughs> Jesse, you have uh Dio as an 8, the Pillarman as a 7, Wamu as a 9. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh Super Saiyan Dio as a 6, Yoshikage Kira as an 8, 
and Diablo slash Dopio as a eight. Okay. I don't know why, but just the the idea of having a split personality bad guy is the first time I watched this. I was so confused. I was like, wait. Is, are they the same person or yeah. are they different people? Is is this an standability he communicate with his boss or is he just crazy? Like it, it's just it was so weird. It it was weird for me initially, but once they show well, once it's you not, do it, then it yeah. wasn't weird. So. Yeah, it took it took a while and I was like, Wait, he's using phones like frogs and cigarettes and I was like, such a weird visual representation to show like they're trying to like multiple personality yeah, disorder or something like that. It's very very interesting. Um and I just think that he has more to do and more ties into themes than Dio does. The second Dio. Lesbian haircut Dio. Super Saiyan Dio. Yeah. Yep. Hisoka Dio. Um, <laughs> Hisoka Dio. I have I have. I have, I have, I have. He has. I have Dio as an eight. The Pillar Man as a seven. Wamu also part of that seven. <laughs> <laughs> Super Saiyan Dio as a six. Yoshi Kagekira as a nine, and I'm gonna give uh, Diablo a six, six, six. A seven. I'm gonna give him a oh. seven. I I think he's interesting for a lot of the reasons that Jesse says. Yes. I just wish they would have used it a little bit better. Yeah. Like, what if he was just part of the group all all along, and they just never known? Like he was, he was Fugo undercover yeah. boss. He was Fugo, and he was just the, the undercover boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if, yeah. What if one of his personalities was actually just part of the gang? Yeah. That would have been a lot more interesting. Oh, that'd be really sweet. That would have it would have it would have made for a way more interesting story because then you can't say he's mysterious because he's been there the whole time. And Boom. then and then Trisha's hair turns blonde and. I'm actually your father, Fugo, your father. <laughs> they could have just made Fugo's hair pink. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was just a coincidence until it wasn't. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Boom, Josh just wrote it. I, I wrote a better JoJo <laughs> plot for part uh, five than than the original. All right, Rocky. Redo, repart, do uh, part five again. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to spoil that. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that's what about the openings and outros? What do you guys think of them? It was okay. I I like the second opening. Where it's uh, I like how it stops. Yeah. Yep. Favorite. It's my favorite opening besides number one. Besides uh. I re- I just really like the color of the last part. I really like a lot about the last part. I wish they would have and used more of the eight. Hey. You're gonna get you're gonna get something you like coming up. Not animation wise, but if you read the manga, I think you'll like another part a lot because of that. I, I already yeah, I already know which part you're talking about. I already started reading Stillball Run. It's pretty good. Chapter thirteen of ninety five. All right. <laughs> um. What? Uh, I'll share it after. Okay. Oh, well, how bizarre. Do you feel oh, like yeah, how this bizarre. Uh, season was? Um, I'm going to say not very bizarre at all, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I felt it was good. I felt like it was, especially this part and the next part, they get very bizarre. Especially with the aerial and the rec realms. 
like in this part, I was like, whoa. And then the bosses, the multiple personality, just like every little bit, there's like bits and pieces where I'm just like, huh, that was bizarre. That was cool. Yeah, I, I liked the season a lot for its bizarreness. Yeah. I felt like it was just more of the same. Yeah. From part three. I mean, I like I, I like that there wasn't, you know, spider licking, so that was good. Spider licking? <laughs> that was a little too much for me. <laughs> that was... But he's such a good character. <laughs> From a guy that's eating silkworms, spider licking just doesn't do um, I know. I mean, it's alive, though. It's different. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Yes, very much. All right. Um... Anything else you guys want to say before I wrap this up? This is pretty long. Go wrap it. Uh, Jugs and Plugs. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Like, share. Um, let us know what you guys think about part five. Is it your favorite or least favorite? Yep. Can they use Green Day as a band name if Green Day was after... Never mind. What? I'm just kidding. Green Day was definitely about? before. Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot when was Green Day. Oh, 1987. Never mind. <laughs> wow. Um, I fe- they feel so much younger. Green tea. <laughs> green tea. <laughs> it, su- it sucks that they can't use their real names. Yeah. I think so. they did a good job with renaming some it of them, bad. though. Yeah. Like, which ones? I think it, it is Green Tea, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty good. I like Green Day better, but... I- <laughs> Oh, Obviously, yeah. you're going to like the band names better. Who, who wouldn't? Yeah. Rolling Stones, yeah. Prophecy Stones, Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, this has been the Legendary Sip Podcast. Did I skip anything? I don't think I did. And join us next time for 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ooh. For us, we'll be watching it in the. We'll be watching a movie about the past. The first time in theaters. It came out in the 60s. Yep. The first page of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part five. No, 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 no. (laughs) Golden Wind. Sorry. I'll read the first first panel. 2001 AD, the first three months of the first century have passed quickly. In the movie, a 2001 Space Odyssey, humanity traveled all the way to Jupiter, at least in the part I saw before falling asleep. (laughs) That's in the panel. Yeah, that's great. There, there I it didn't is. even tie it. It's right. No, this is a whole elaborate Will this plan. Be the sip we've been looking for. It's fate. Bye. Don't escape it. Bye. Don't escape it, John. I gotta find this stop.